Well, hello, you guys. Welcome, welcome. Micah here, and I am beyond excited to be on here today and to share with you some really intimate things about my story. And um, I'm just, I'm really excited to, to share it. And today is the day. So, um, but before we get started, you guys, will you do me the biggest favor? One, go over to Apple Podcasts and write a review on this, you know, on my podcast. I would be so grateful if you did that. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah! Also, let me just share with you today when I did my meditation, my health tip that I have for you is balance essential oil. And that essential oil is the grounding. It's a grounding blend. Okay. So it's really going to assist in the relaxing the mind and the body and even just all those emotions that are coming up, right? It's going to just balance those out. Because listen, 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 people. I mean, we all got emotions that are flying off the hook sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Even little kids, right? They're they're these little sponges absorbing everything, trying to figure themselves out. They're learning, 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 learning. And they sometimes don't know how to deal with their emotions. And so balance is so great to put on the bottom of the feet, just that arch right there. And, um, and the reason why I say the bottom of the feet is because it's one of the largest pores in your body. Um, and so it's going to get in there real, real quick. So usually when people put essential oils on topically, it enters into the bloodstream within 30 seconds. It's very quick, right? So with them being the largest pores, that's why I'm like, okay, put it on the bottom of your feet. Even if they're little babies, that's the best place to put them. Okay. For myself today, I put it inside my hand, put a few drops or in the palm of my hand, rub my hands together, took some deep breaths. Um, and I also put it on my wrist and rub my wrist together. And it was, it was, oh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. And it's kind of interesting because spruce, one of the oils used in balance, it was used by Native Americans for health and spiritual reasons and still used today to bring harmony to the mind and the body. So I find that really interesting. So balance is definitely one to have in your home for you and your kids just to help stabilize those emotions, to, to help with the, calm that mind, right? It just sometimes goes nonstop. So that's a really, really great one. I love it. And um, so today, what I want to talk about, I, I want to share something before I get into it. But, you know, as I was meditating um, after my workout this morning, you know, I really... I asked myself, what can I share that will really make a difference for people? You know, I, I feel like, you know, there's always a lot to share, right? But the, but the, the big thing for me is, okay, well, what's going to make a difference for people right now? Right. And so immediately, immediately, (laughs) As I asked myself that, all of a sudden my mom came up. Now, those of you who know me, you will know this. Those of you who don't know me, my mom passed away um, almost 10 years ago from breast cancer. She struggled with it for 19 years. And the experience of going through that is something that I really want to share with you. Um, 
And I, I just, it really, really spoke to me and today. And, and as soon as, as soon as I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about that. All of a sudden something told me to go up and look at the journals that my mom had written me when I was younger. She, all of her kids, she wrote us journals growing up just of our lives just journals. This is what you did today. We spent time together. We had so much fun or you were a little brat or whatever it was, you know, she would always write that just so she could have for us when she died. She wrote them because she would die. She was diagnosed when I was six years old. That's my daughter's age. My oldest daughter. Ugh. my mom got it when she was 31. I'm like, holy shit, dude, I'm 34 right now. You know, like it's insane. So she started that. And I'm forever so grateful that she started that because it really makes a difference in the healing process of, of losing somebody. You know, I think it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an onion, right? We like unravel parts of our life that will help us grow and expand and learn and heal, right? There's just, there's layers, layer after layer that we have to to peel back. And they come in, in, time. It doesn't all happen at once. There's no freaking possible way we can just take that whole onion apart and learn everything about life and what we're supposed to learn. It just, it doesn't work that way. And so for me, it comes in waves. This healing comes in waves of losing my mom. The majority of the time I'm good, but then there's times I melt down, right? And so having these journals to look back at really have made a difference for me in my life because even today when I went up there and I started reading, I just opened it and came to a page and then I started bawling. But you guys, I needed that. In that moment when I was upstairs, I needed that. I needed that to to heal parts of losing her within. Like I, I needed that. And that was super powerful. Like it just, it really makes a big difference. And the last time she wrote to me, um, I actually brought them down here. I'm going to grab it. But was a month before she passed away. Her handwriting changed. Um, you know, her words kind of were rumbled together with certain things because, you know, she was going to die. And she was on, a you know, a lot of, a lot of pain meds and a lot of things that really affected her, her mind and her body. And, and she was sharing with me just how grateful that I made her, you know, me and my brother and sister made her mother's day and what I, what I did for her. I actually made her cause she said, I want you to, I want you to, I don't want you to spend any money. <sighs> oh, you guys. Oh, she says, I don't want you to spend any money and that I want you to give me a gift only from love. So I want you to make something, do something out of love. I don't want you spending any money because she knew she was going to die. <sighs> oh my gosh. Holy crap. Okay. And so what I did for her was made her a DVD. I think my cute cousin Alex helped me make it, but her Mason. I don't even know. One of my cousins helped me make it. But, or no, actually, no, they didn't. It was actually my ex-mother-in-law, I think, helped me make it. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Scratch that. She helped me make it. And I did this DVD of her life. 
when she was younger, just this, this DVD of just slides of just pictures with music. And, you know, it was like watching a movie of her life when she was little, when she got married and, you know, uh, us kids and with her and just life. And it really meant a lot to her. And I'm so glad that she loved it so much as she expressed in this journal and, um, and how special it was to her. Um, and then she talked about, um, we always did the breast cancer race every year by Susan G. Komen. And, um, every year we had this big rally, like all my mom's friends and family. Um, we had a shit ton of people. We always made shirts. And so this last race that we had, my mom actually, she couldn't drive at this point anymore, which killed her, right? Took her independence away. As you, as most of you know, my mom, she's a very independent woman. She owned the largest Nella salon in Utah. She was very successful. She was on the cosmetology board. She owned, um, uh, a very successful nail school and she really made a difference for people. So she knew a lot of people, a lot of people knew her and loved her. I mean, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that until she passed away. Just so you know, like <laughs> it was insane. And so anyways, when she was in here, she, she expressed how embarrassed she was because she had to be in a wheelchair at this point. There's no way she could, she could walk the race, you know, there's no way. So she just was expressing, you know, how embarrassed she was. But then she says, you know, it actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And, you know, reading little moments like that are, I'll cherish forever. And there's something I actually did with her too is I think a few years before that, this is something I encourage all of you to do with your moms. There was an article, one of my nail clients actually told me about this. And because I used to do nails, well, actually I still do nails, but I did nails in her salon. And so I had this amazing client and she's like, oh my gosh, Micah, there's this article. And this lady, this mom and daughter started this, this journal and they wrote in the journal back and forth to each other. So, because she knew her mom was going to die. So she goes, so you're going to, you know, so she wrote in it one night and then go put it on her mom's pillow. Her mom would write in it and then go put it on her pillow and go back and forth and just write these, these love notes to each other. And so I started that with my mom and oh my gosh, Ooh, priceless, priceless. I absolutely loved it. And I'm going to, I'm telling you right now, I, I will cherish these journals forever. And it just made a big difference. And even if you don't have somebody that's, that's passing, um, you guys, life is short and, you know, really grab your loved ones tight and, and still do a journal like that to each other. Even if you're married and you don't live with them, write it, bring it back a week later to your mom's house. So your mom, you know, do the same thing, right? Because that's something when, you know, they're gone, you're going to cherish, you know what I mean? So it was, anyways, it was just so cool being able to read that because it, it really assisted me this morning. I didn't realize it would, and it did as far as whew, just like part of the healing process, like I was mentioning. So, um, okay. So as I had mentioned, when I was six years old, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer and you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand what it even meant. 
Here I am six years old. All I knew is my mom's in the hospital all the time. She's losing her hair. She lost her hair. She has wigs and she's sick. I immediately had this fear, right? Because we just never knew when she was going to die because we always were told she's going to die. And I remember, man, I remember her having a, um, I think it's called a mastectomy, right? Yes. And then they cut her boob off and they pulled the back muscle on her back all the way forward to put that muscle in her boob. And then they cut off a piece of her skin on the back of her leg to put on the back of her back. So took off skin and put skin on that, right? I mean, nowadays it's so different, but my mom had scar after scar after scar. I mean, I, I remember looking at her and when I was younger and my heart just, I, it ached for her because I knew she was sick and I knew she had scars and I knew I was told that people told me she was going to die, but because she was so strong, I, I just didn't believe it. But my heart ached to her in, in seeing her because I know she hated it. I know she hated it. It was super insecure about it. And, oh my gosh, you guys, I think this podcast is more for me than it is for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I didn't even bring any tissue in here. <laughs> That's not good. Son of a biscuit, people. I mean, geez. <sighs> so I feel like with my mom, you know, going through all that and me as a mother, as a daughter seeing that, I was still oblivious to it. I was still oblivious to the fact that she could die. I didn't even know what that meant, you know? And I feel like what kept my mom alive was us kids, me and my brother and my sister it really kept her alive on top of all of her businesses. You know, she was so committed to making a difference for people in their lives. I mean, everybody went to my mom for advice. Everybody did. And it was just like, she was like this God to people, like people idolized her. And like I had mentioned, I didn't realize it until after she had passed away, you know, when you receive message after message and call after call and different things like that about who, who my mom was for them, what, what she did for them. And I had no idea, you know, I mean, obviously I knew my mom was a badass because she's amazing, but an amazing mother, but I just, I didn't realize that she was that way for people. And, you know, it was really interesting because when I lost my mom. So here we have it. Like my biggest fear literally happened. Okay. Like put into reality, my biggest fear happened. My mom dies. I'm 24 years old. Before she passed away, she asked me, Micah, do you want to take over my salon? I would like you to take over it if it's something you want, but it's a lot of work. And if it's something you want, we got to change it in the will right now. And I'm like, what? And I think this is actually a few weeks before when she was to a place where she could actually have a conversation, right? Because once it got really close, she was like in a coma. She couldn't even, 
There was no talking. There was nothing. It was just she was sleeping all the time. And um, I told her at that moment, I go, no, I don't, I don't want it. But then I think it was probably a week before she, she went. I go, you know what? I go, I think I want it. She's like, really? And I go, yeah, I want to do it. And she goes, okay, well, we're going to change it. We'll have you, well, you can own the salon. And the reason why I wanted to do that, you guys, is because I wanted to keep her legacy. It was more for her in my mind. And I wanted to keep it because she had built this legacy and I didn't want that to go away. And so if I took over, I thought, oh, you know, we can continue this legacy that she had for 20, I think it was 28 years, something like that. And um, so she said, okay, take it. Now, as I had mentioned, she was kind of in a coma um, at home. We had hospice coming over quite a bit. And I kept saying, any day, any day. I didn't believe it. You guys, <laughs> I chose not to believe it. But I remember my aunt, Jamie, said to me, Micah, she's going. She's, she's dying. And I'm like, no. <clears throat> and I said, okay. I'm clear. Like, I get it. She's going. I mean, obviously, she's in a coma. She's, you know not responsive, not taking her medicine, not waking up to take her pain pills. And let me tell you, you guys, how I had mentioned my mom had it for 19 years. Every six years, it would come back. Every six years, it came back and it came back and it came back. And soon it just spread to like all of her bones and her liver. I'm pretty sure it was her liver and kidneys just everywhere. And so it just, at this point, it was just taking her. There's nothing more that they could do for her. Um, And so anyways, so it was so crazy because one night, um, the last, the night that she died, we had all of my aunts over a couple, you know, friends and family. We were all just there waiting and it was so hard because it was just like, you didn't know when it was going to happen. And you guys, this is bringing up a lot for me right now. And holy crap. And I remember her eyes opened that day that she died before she died, her eyes opened, and she just stared at all of us and she had tears running down her face. And I kept going over and trying to get her to talk to me, but she couldn't talk. It was just tears. She was just looking, and I think she was just taking it in one last time. And then I remember I walked away that night for a second to go in the other room, and my brother went and whispered something to her. And then all of a sudden, um, she took her last breath. And can I tell you, that was a big moment where um, it was an experience, basically, it was an experience that I've never experienced before. You know, seeing somebody die in front of you is 
not something you want to experience. I know that there's people that do it every day for their jobs, right? But it wasn't something you want to experience. But the energy in the room and what we felt was unreal. I can't even explain it to you, but I know there was angels all around us and it was really powerful and it was a very intimate experience. Now, after, after my mom passed away, it was a big shock to all of us. Um, you know, my mom, my relationship with my mom, we were very close and she was just my rock. I went to her for everything, right? I mean, it was, it was like, mom, what should I do about this? Mom, what should I do about that? Mom, you know, I never had a voice for myself because I relied on her to provide solutions for me all the time. So, you know, when you've had that for 24 years and then she, she passes away and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, holy shit, how do I even live my life? What do I even do? You have somebody there that's constantly helping you with everything that you're going through. All of a sudden that person is gone. I didn't have her anymore. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? How do I even, you know what I mean? Do any of this. And I want you to keep in mind too, I had just gotten married to my ex six months before that. Okay. So I was right into a marriage. So then, you know, I went right into owning the salon, taking over my mom's successful business that she had built up. (laughs) Wow. And can I just tell you that itself was an experience going in at 24 years old, going into this ginormous salon, which I had done nails there, right? I've had great relationships with all the women there. They're just like sisters to me, right? Like it's just, they were amazing. And going in and I'm like, first I'm the sister, I'm this, you know, it's fun, whatever. And then all of a sudden I go in and it's like, okay, here I am the owner. Like what the hell? I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I didn't even know how to be a, you know, I, I I didn't know what it was like to run a business. Are you kidding me? I had no idea. So I ended up hiring, you know, business coaches. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do people. You got to help me hire them, which probably wasn't the best decision, but Hey, you know what? We hired them and I made some really big dramatic changes in the salon and it pissed people off. I ruined a lot of relationships with people. I had a woman, um, end up going and opening up her own salon and taking more than half the salon with her. And here I am left with this huge ass salon thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do here? I have no clue how I'm going to afford this. Like there was so much debt, right? Because when you, when you rely on booth rent and you rely on people to pay you every week, just to pay bills and to pay yourself when that's not happening anymore, it's like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to survive? And I was newly married right? I mean, it was, it was nuts. So, you know, all the women left, I, I ruined all the relate bunch of relationships. It's horrible. And then I'm like, well, I have no choice, but to go bankrupt. <laughs> I don't know what to do. At that time, all my relationships with my siblings, my aunts, my family, that was down the shit. Because after I lost my mom, I turned into a freaking crazy person. 
Like something came out of me that I didn't even realize would come out. You know, when you lose somebody, there's sides of yourself that you've never seen before that come out. And it was shocking. At that time in my life, I was just like, you know, I, I didn't even, I didn't even know how to deal. Like I was just trying to figure it out, but I also was re- ruining relationships. So when I went in to talk to somebody about going bankrupt, um, I said, let me, let me think about it. And the next day he said, you know, let me know the next or tomorrow. And I said, okay. So the next day I get a call from this lady and she says, I want to buy your salon. I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh. I was just had a, I just completely broke down. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So I sold it to her. That was the biggest blessing on the planet. And I ended up doing nails there for a little bit. And anyways, fast forward, right? My life just wasn't, you know, my marriage wasn't the best at that time. There were things that had been brought to the surface and to my attention and, 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 you know, there was therapy that me and my ex would went to. And so I was dealing with that. I wasn't even dealing with the loss of my mom. I had just, you know, sold this business, paid off all this debt. And, um, I have no, I just was lost. I was really lost. You know, when you ruin that many relationships with people, you're bound to be lost, right? Life Life isn't going to flow and work in your favor and you're really not going to get what you want unless you really clear shit up with people. Like really, that's, that's what I'm getting. And I hired, uh, one of my, you know, you know, Adrian, the one that I had on the other night, she recommended to go to her life coach. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, there's just drama. There's this, there's that my marriage, all this stuff is just a big shit show. And she's like, okay, go, go see, um, Dr. Pope. And, um, I'm like, okay, took it on, went and saw him and it, he literally, he literally changed my life, you know? And then he suggested to go to this, uh, personal growth program. It's called the landmark forum. It's a worldwide company. Um, it's, you know, Lululemon has all their employees take this before, uh, they can even work there. Um, I'm pretty sure Panda Express does the same thing. It's a really big program and it basically just gives you tools on how to deal with your life on an everyday basis. And this is what the training that I do on a daily, um, because it works for me. Right. So anyway, so I, he's suggesting to go to landmark. I'm seeing him and, you know, as I've been working through pilling all these layers of healing and all this stuff, then all of a sudden, um, all my relationships with all these women gets brought up and all my family and who I was for them when I, uh, took over that salon. Bottom line, he challenged me to call all of them. This was years later, years later to call all of them and to clear up the relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's no way in hell they're going to yell at me. They're going to hate me. There's no way I'm going to freaking call these women. They hate me. Like I completely changed their whole careers. They had the, you know, amazing salon and their clientele knew, you know, all their clients knew where to come and, you know, amazing friends. And, and I, and I, they're going to hate me and I completely changed things. And so they, you know, they wanted to leave because I was, making really interesting choices. 
because I thought it was going to bring success into the salon and make it better. So I was thinking to myself, there's freaking no way, but I'm like, okay, I'm committed to my life and I'm committed to making a difference. And so, you know, like I was ready to take it on. I was also living in this victim mentality. Like, you know what? Those bitches, like they left, they took everybody. How dare they? Like I'm the victim here. I just lost my mom. Like you should feel bad for me. Like how dare they? Right? Like that's literally my mind, like where my mind was at. Okay. So the whole point is being responsible for your relationships in your life. So I literally took the challenge on. I called every single woman up um, and I took responsibility for who I was and for what I did. And if, if they had anything to say, they could share it. And there was no agenda for me. There was no agenda, meaning I didn't have any expectation as to if they would accept my apology or they would yell at me or like I just was open. Like no matter what, I'm calling to be responsible for what I had caused here because what I did, there was an impact on like a lot of women, right? With their careers and with my family, there was an impact on who I was being for them after my mom passed away. The side of me that came out, the bitchy side, poor me, poor me. It's all about me, right? And being able to have conversations with people, it was the most incredible experience because some of those women said, Micah, I cannot believe you're calling me after years and years of this happening. Like, I really honor you for that, for calling me. And I really appreciate you calling me and, and telling me what you, you – or sharing with me what you shared and – and they were so grateful, so grateful. And we cleared the air, cleared it. You guys, that, that is where the power is, right? Being able to call somebody and say, hey, look, I know who I was for you. When I took over the salon, I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I just had lost my mom. I had just gotten married. I was trying to figure it out trying to make this successful like my mom. I wanted to keep friendships, but I also knew I needed to make money. I made really bad decisions at the time. Not, all right, not bad decisions, but I made poor decisions based off of what I was you know, told. And I believed that I could make a difference by doing these certain things. But in reality, it just, it really messed with your career. And I really get that this was your home and you had been here for 20 years and you had an amazing clientele and, you know, it really shifted your business by, you know, having to leave and go find a new salon and tell all your clients and, you know, and for who I was for you, I'm, I'm so sorry for, for disrupting that. And also for all the, the, just the situation that I caused for it to be the way it was. And I want you to know that, you know, I'm really committed to, to making difference, a difference in my life and clearing up relationships because I think that that's important and that's important to me. And I want you to know, I love you and you, you do mean a lot to me. And, you know, will you forgive me for who I was, for what I did? And they were like, oh my gosh, yes, I forgive you. 
And, and some of them would apologize. Some of them wouldn't, some of them, and it, and it didn't really matter to me if they did or not, but they really, they really listened and, and got me. And then I really listened to them and I got them. And, and that was really powerful. You guys doing that with a lot of women. I even did that with my family. Right. And I'm sure that conversation, it didn't go exactly like that, but I just, just giving you the gist of, you know, the conversations that had happened. Um, but you guys, I'm telling you, there's just a lot of power in being able to clear up relationships. You know, some people think that, you know, I always hear people say this, the past is the past. And it is like, I'm a big believer in that. Like totally like leave your past. That is your past. But when you've created, you know, a huge impact on people in a, in a not <laughs> good way, like I did, in a damaging way, in one way or another, right? Like that wears on you. That does something to a human being. When you have that much resentment towards people and you, you know, that's what caused, you know, causes drama. That's all my conversations were about. Poor me. Oh my gosh. They left me at my salon and this and that, and I almost went bankrupt. And how dare they? They were like my moms and my sister. Look, really? Yeah, that's how I lived. You guys, there was no power in that at all. No power. So, with that being said, I'm a big believer in clearing this shit out. Okay. Oh, and back to what I was saying, as far as the past is the past type of situation, like the more you hold on to all your past, you guys, it creates so many health problems. If you really think about it, there's so many sicknesses, there's stress, there is anxiety, there's depression, all these different illnesses are, are happening nowadays and are so real, but people aren't actually wanting to deal with, you know, their life in a powerful way. It's like, take it on. Do you know how freed up you're going to feel when you clean it up with people? And there's ways you can do that, right? There's ways you can do it in a powerful way. I mean, for me, it was going to Landmark. It was going to my life coach. And one takeaway I can give you, or a few takeaways that I can give you, you know, from today is, you know, like do something that will expand your mind always and do things where you can continually learn about yourself and master that and be responsible for your life working. Like I mentioned, a life coach, go to therapy, uh, landmark forum, look it up. It's worldwide. I do. That's the type of the personal growth that I do and the tools that I do every single day to get me through my ups and downs. It's freaking powerful. And hold your loved ones close. Do a journal. Do something. So you can have something to cherish. <sighs> so you guys. I love you all. Like this was probably the longest podcast that I had done and so far. And I want you to thank you for, or I want to thank you for joining me and listening to me sob my eyes out <laughs> and know that that part of my life 
was just a part of my life. And being able to actually own my voice and know who I am as a woman now and to be able to actually listen to what Micah wants, there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in being able to really get connected to yourself and thinking, what do I want with every situation versus asking five different people to give you that answer. But there, I also do get that there's blind spots, right, with certain things. And that's where you reach out to people that are constantly expanding and growing so they can help you, you know, break through whatever you're stuck on and you can see it in a new way. So I'm telling you, it's, this life is absolutely beautiful and we all have a story. We all have gone through things and continue to go through things, but it's, it's just how you are getting through it in a powerful way. And, and again, how you're taking your life on, like what you're doing for yourself. It's amazing. Um, anyway, that's all I have to share today. I love you all. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Again, please go and um, write a review on my podcast, on Apple Podcasts, and I'd be so grateful. Love you all. Have an amazing, amazing week. Bye.